What's good, America? It's Sherman Obed back here once again, bringing you the latest and greatest on What's the Word of Entertainment. We are back in action once again. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, as you know, as we continue to honor and pay tribute to the legendary Kobe Bryant, who passed away alongside his daughter Gianna and his seven others in that terrific, and uh, actually mean that horrific, apologize, uh, helicopter crash this past week. Um, I don't know if you saw late, uh, last night during the Lakers' first home game since the accident, they paid had a, had a very nice tribute in honoring Kobe Bryant at the Staples Center. Uh, Usher performed Amazing Grace. Boyce Ben was there performing the national anthem. You can see players were definitely you know emotional. Yeah. Definitely a big, a very emotional um, evening for everyone. LeBron was pretty much in tears at one point. Yeah. Um, and it was definitely an emotional scene. I don't know if you did you get a, did you get a chance to take a look at that. I had a chance to watch a little bit of it. I mean, I think that they did it. It was very well done. It's very classy. You know, I think uh, specifically LeBron's case, he was like, if I read this, you know, I would be doing a disservice to the Laker nation. So he's like, I'm just going to go off the dome. And and his ability to just speak eloquently to his feelings, emotions, and what that moment meant to him and his relationship to Kobe and what Kobe would have wanted in that moment, I think was probably well more profound than something that was like, hey, listen, to stick to the cue cards. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was definitely an emotional thing. He gave a great speech <clears throat> as, you know, just coming off the top. Uh, if you saw, as you see, he got a new tattoo, little, yep. little snake, Black little mama on the thigh. Yep, yep, mama for life. That was nice. But unfortunately, the Lakers did lose the game to the Trailblazers, um, losing one twenty-seven to one nineteen. Um, man, Dave, Damian Lillard though, he had himself a game, going off for forty-eight, nine and ten, almost like having a triple double there. Yep. Son Whiteside looked good, going for thirty and thirteen. Um, Anthony Anthony Davis led the way for the Lakers with thirty-seven and fifteen boards. He looked good. Yeah, okay. and efficient from the fuel, 14 of 22, a very, very efficient. I mean, I wish the Lakers could have gotten the win, you know, for yeah. Kobe. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, the Blazers team, they're, they're not a bad squad. Even though they're still five games under 500, they're still not a bad squad. I still think they need more to really become a elite or you know, top-tier team in the Western Conference. Would you yeah. agree? I would agree. It's just a harder conference to play in. At the cut and dry at the end of the day, I mean, let's stack the Trailblazers against what's out in the East. They could probably be the second or third team in the East right now. Mm-hmm. Um, with the, with the, what they can put together, uh, if the field was just a lot easier in the West, you, you're just not going to pick up those games, uh, where you have to turn it on or you have to be every, every, uh, game, every minute matters. Right. Um, so I, I, yeah, they're, they could be quality, but I don't see them representing on the, on the West side, uh, with the, with the rosters out there, they got to compete with. Yeah, right, right, right. I got you. Well, let's move it right along, old bed. Um, quickly want to touch on some baseball news. I know we talked about it a few weeks ago with the whole yeah. um, fallout from the Astros, um, you know, sign stealing uh, scandal and everything. Yeah. But you know, we talked about the Red Sox manager losing his job, the Astros yeah. manager, then uh, even the New York Mets manager, Carlos Beltran, lost his job before yeah. he even was even able to even start the season. Dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, some people were even saying that the Astros should be stripped of their 2017 New World uh, World Championship title. I mean, do you think that's a little bit too far fetched, or you're, or, you're, or is it kind of right on point? I mean, uh, you know, if if 
it's hard because you're talking about you're stripping a cheater of their of their rights, the whatever they earn, their accolades. So we should strip every cheater of their accolades, right? Everyone's got some kind of issue. Uh, are we going to strip uh, a rod of his of his accolades uh, because of the biogenesis uh, issue? We obviously aren't letting um, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa into the Hall of Fame anytime soon, if at all. Um, or Barry Bonds. Or Barry Bonds, coming from the steroid 90, late 90s, 2000s. But then you look at, there is a there is an event in 1985 where the 78 NL MVP Dave Parker, the 79 NL MVP Keith Hernandez were caught up in what seemed like a, a, a random chef who apparently was selling drugs to the entire league was caught up, right? And, and this is during the 80s, the uh, Reagan war on drugs. But, you know, Keith Hernandez, the 79 NFL MVP, NL League MVP, Estimated that 40% of the league was on cocaine. A player, Tim Kane, Tim Raines, who played 13 seasons with the Expos, said he kept a vial of cocaine in his back pocket on the pitch, on the field. Jeez. Right. right? And, wow. you know, yeah. So, you know, you think about it. But the, again, some of these individuals have made it into the Hall of Fame. This is this has been forgotten. The N, the MLB has a history of cheating. It seems to be the only way for you to be successful is to break the rules. And, and let's be quite honest. If you look at the ratings from uh, Major League Baseball in the 90s, uh, it, 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 they needed infusion with cheating. They needed this, the, the steroid era, the race to get the, uh, the home run title to, to fuel their comeback and resurgence into people's homes because people are not watching baseball. Baseball is just not going to have the pull consistently of the NFL, the, uh, the NHL, it's sometimes it's not, it's about to start losing out to, uh, international league, um, international rules football. Yeah. I mean, you mean, no, I honestly, I all agree with you a bit. Baseball, everyone says it's America's pastime, but I mean, it's really no professional football is clearly the number one sport in this country. Mm-hmm. And then you can make an argument that, um, college, college football or professional basketball is number two. You can make it. Yeah. You can make a very good argument for, for for college football or professional basketball. But I mean, yeah, baseball is not as popular as it used to be. The no. games are taking longer. You know, they think they're trying to find more ways to speed up the game because they're taking so long. You know, yeah. fans are kind of disappointed sometimes at the outcomes yeah. or the <clears throat> excuse me or how how it how it uh, goes and goes goes over the course of the season yeah, you know yeah. there's so many games just to follow yeah you know, you have 161 162 162 that's so, what i mean it's like why do you need 162 games these guys, <laughs> yeah cut it to half the season start the season after the all-star break right let's just this is that's that's basically what happens in these leagues where i feel like just go down to what basketball is doing at 82 games and let's really see how athletic these guys are uh, some of these weeks of like, whoever's hot in the beginning of the season is nowhere to be found in October. And the same teams who know where to be when they need to be are there. Right. You know, it's 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 yeah. it's definitely perplexing. You know, how, yeah. how can you keep this up? Yeah. But as far as the uh, whole Astros and the sign stealing thing, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you saw some of the videos that were have been released, man. You can clearly hear sounds going off where there's a between the difference between a fastball, a coming fastball or an off speed pitch yeah. where there is like. The, I think the one sound was like a trash can banging or banging against some sort of a wall or some sort of mm-hmm. letting the letting the hitter know that hey listen watch out for this pitch coming up you know what I mean so definitely they definitely you know they admittedly some players the former players admittedly even doing it they know about it yeah it's just it's just unfortunate I mean can can baseball really survive this you know that's left to be seen but it's definitely an unfortunate situation but 
I think they'll only survive because of it. They, 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 it's like Jerry Jones said, all publicity is good publicity. That negative publicity is going to keep MLB on people's tongues for weeks, months, and then they'll be right. right back into the season again. Right, right. Some positive news out of baseball um, within the past couple of weeks is Derek Jeter, the former uh, New York Yankee uh, infielder, is going to be getting into the Hall of Fame this year. For some reason, I don't know why, he only got 396 of the 397 votes. So you tell me, what 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 fool did not vote Jerry Jeter <laughs> to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? <sighs> Who is this man? Please, tell, I want his name, yeah. want his address, yeah. and his email. Yeah. Dude, what were who is who? What, I don't. I don't even just, have. Just get his get his uh, Twitter handle and send it to to out to the, into the internet. Let the internet do what they need to do. Uh, <laughs> Man did not vote Derek Jeter as a first ballot Hall of Famer. Dude's and now, got a, he's got a New York Mets tattoo. He's still salty about the 2000 World Series. <laughs> that's got that's got to be it, man. I'm telling you, it's got to be it. Why would you uh, want to be that guy? Why do I want to be the guy who says I'm not voting for him for? Come what? On. Yeah. He could have been the only the second. Um, player ever to be unanimously voted. The first was his uh, Jeter's former teammate, Mariano Rivera, okay. recently voted, you know. But man, are you kidding me? Derek Jeter's not a, a unanimous Hall of Famer. Are you Are you kidding me? They they have to be. They have to be. I think I think you're right. This was just some salty New York Mets fan that says, yeah, I'm not going to vote for him. Everyone else will vote for him. It'll be fine. No exactly. one will ever exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will ever know I didn't. Somebody else is a, wait, everybody thinks he's that good? <laughs> Ooh, <my bad. laughs> oh my goodness but i mean yeah but Derek jeter obviously deservingly sold to get into the hall of fame i mean the cat he was known as the captain for so long i mean he's probably one of the greatest you know sports leaders you know as far as the team is at the past couple of decades i don't know if you'd agree maybe if who who can we i'm trying to think of who can we actually compare him to as far as just leading a team for so long a period of time and being great at the same time yeah I mean, I had to think about like internet. I had to think about international rules football, honestly, because I, I can be a homer and say Tom Brady. You know, he's played out here with guys who won't do anything anywhere else, uh, but he makes them Super Bowl MVPs, right? Um, Facts. You know, yeah. I, I was thinking international rules football. David Garrard with uh, with Liverpool. Um, maybe even uh, Frank Lampard with Chelsea. You know, they're just there are stalwart guys Otto Graham with the Browns back in the day I mean it's it's tough because I want to say Jordan but I was like I don't I don't know how much of that is just these guys were along for the ride hold <laughs> on we about to go get this championship yeah know? yeah punched Steve Kerr in the eye one time during practice man if that's leadership <laughs> all right you know <laughs> yeah I mean I was even heck and can even say someone like Kobe Bryant who really who wanted to motivate and galvanize his team so much you know, I heard a great story about him from a former teammate that he called them soft in practice. And one time after a game, when he said they were soft, he took all of their Kobe shoes away from them because he was like, you're not going to wear my shoe out there and look that bad. <laughs> <laughs> that That's is a great, mama mentality right there. That's a great Kobe story. But you know, he wanted to win. He was this. And this is why I say he was similar to Jordan in that aspect, always wanting to win at all costs, driving everyone to their best of their ability he wanted to make sure that you were not one of his famous quotes is that he can't he doesn't like lazy people you know here's oh, to, to paraphrase it like he doesn't even understand lazy people yeah 
you know, you have ability and talent and you just do nothing like that. That's why he hated Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown drafted highly out of high school. You know, one of the last players that come out of high school and he would just you would see. Co- and that's why I would like I had issues thinking about Kobe as a leader, because he would be at press conferences talking about, you know, the inner workings of dealing with Kwame Brown. And he was like, we were in a game and. Kwame Brown came over to me and he was like, don't pass me the ball. And he and Kobe was like, I had to like step out of side of myself and look at him and say, what? It was like, he's like, don't pass me the ball. The kid literally didn't want the ball. And it, to me, now that I look back at it, it's like, I don't know if I want to play with somebody who doesn't want the ball. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to play. Why with- don't you, why don't you want to tr- make yourself better and do it and, and work hard? This is what, you know, even in his Jersey retirement ceremony, he always wanted, he, 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 he touched on just working that work ethic, getting up every single day and doing your best. And I think, to kind of go back to what we we're saying about Derek Jeter, Jeter wanted the best from himself and his teammates. You know, that's why he was such a great leader. Yeah. You know, yeah, so I agree. He's, he's definitely up there. Yep. Yep. So kudos to Jeter if you're getting in the hall. Uh, moving on, let's touch, let's get into some professional football news. Um, I know the national championship game was a few weeks was a few weeks back, which we already talked about. But at that same game afterwards, it was circled that Odell Odell Beckham Jr., who the of course the former LSU Tiger himself, was at the game afterwards handing out some cash to uh, certain some LSU players. Now Joe Burrow did come out and say that yes and indeed it was real cash he was handing out because there was an article saying oh it was it was fake money it was fake money, but Burrow did confirm because as he is no longer a uh, student athlete so he can say this he did receive cash from straight up cash from from OBJ. I mean, you know, kind of just some of the things it's OBJ is kind of just up to his old kind of antics and things he knows he shouldn't do. He got a, it was a, there was an arrest warrant out for him from before from the New Orleans PD, which was which was rescinded for apparently yeah. slapping the butt of some some officer, which you, yeah. know, you can't do because they're a cop. Come on. But it's just like, dude, c- calm down, relax, like doing things. He's just putting himself in the media once again and just drawing negative attention that he shouldn't get. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate that, you know, he can't he can't low do these things from a low profile scenario, low profile stance. He's just, it has to be all out in front, especially I want to be on field with the team after they win. You know, like, guy, come on, man. Like you see these guys in the locker room when nobody's around. Now, he was handing out the money. Uh, I at least saw him hand off some money in the locker room and then not take it back. I think it was from uh, from Joe Burrow. Uh, and, but so, yeah, I don't I, I, I just it's it's unfortunate. Um, now, the New Orleans PD. All right, fine. He slapped dude in the butt. He didn't appreciate it. Those cops knew what they were doing when they put an out arrest warrant. You know, that's just being cute. And, and honestly, mm-hmm. he is a child of New Orleans more of uh, Louisiana more than some people know his didn't his mother run track at LSU his I, father I, some, played basketball with Shaq at LSU something like he that went yeah. to LSU and was a sprinter as well as a football player and you guys are doing your man dirty like this uh, it, in the grand scheme of it in the grand fine don't touch this guy but that's the level you took it to I feel like there's a level of disrespect there where you're just trying to make another situation out of this more than it needs to be Call him and let him know what's up. That that kid is Louisiana through and through. So if there was someone on the field with the team, Louisiana State, uh, not everything outside of who he was. If you just talk about the makeup of that person, used to play for the team. My parents played here, man, met here, and fell in love here. I'm a child of this of this state. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's the kind of stuff that I would do if my team I'd follow my entire life won. Take away the right. name. 
what is what's the problem? I, I got a boy I could say who would have done that myself. He even had a ton of money and was throwing money around at the players. But just because it's Odell, we got to make a thing out of it. Yeah, dude. I don't know what it is with these quote unquote diva wide receivers, but another one once again, your boy AB back, you know, doing kind of doing the same thing. I don't know if you saw the latest the latest interview that he had with you know, ESPN's John Cena Anderson talking. Me mentioned that he owes the entire NFL an apology, but dude. Just the way he looked, just the way he sounded, his mannerisms, I, I think something is seriously wrong with this man. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I agree. I agree. I mean, it just – even these were very – one, fine, the elaborate haircuts. He looked like Nino Brown more than Antonio Brown up there. No, I, I got to say, offline. that dude looked like an extra from New Edition. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that because the chain is too big, the jacket's too big. Like he just he walked out of uh, a New Jack City, dude. Oh, yeah, just, and he thinks he's fresh too. That's the he's thing. Fresh too. He looks like he looks like Magatu. He looks like Magatu from uh, uh, Zoolander. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I just even in it being a a uh, practiced response, it's still slurred speech, low eyes. Maybe he might have been on something that wasn't prescribed by his doctor, but I just don't think this man needs to be taking more hits to the head uh, because the times he would go off script, you could see somebody was trying to bring it back. He made a comment. He's like, I ain't no Heron Hernandez. Uh, and somebody in the back was like, don't do this. Like, 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 mm-hmm. we'll we'll yeah, you know, yeah, I just had a good idea. Um, but yeah, it's you know it's the things you want to hear. You just don't think he's saying these things because he wants to say it or cares to say it. I think he just wants to play again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And no, it's yeah. But you know, we'll we'll see if that even ever happens again. If he even cause, comes close to stepping on the field again. Um, and other news, I was gonna move on to the New York Football Giants. Um, couple coaches. Got got some jobs there. Yeah. Uh, Jason Garrett, former Cowboys head coach, was named the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants. No idea Jets. why. No idea why. <laughs> and Freddie Kitchens, the former Cleveland Browns coach, was named the tight end coach. Why? I mean, Let, let's 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 touch on Jason Garrett first. Yeah. Great for him. He got a new, got a new job. Um, you know, I don't think he was ready to become another HUD coach uh, once again immediately. Um, you said you said you don't know why he became an offensive coordinator. Tell me tell me what you're thinking here. I just don't believe in some of the offenses that he coordinated had anything to do with him. You know, I think he was a re- he was a reason that sometimes the team that was talented didn't look good at all. Uh, you know, you, yeah, you brought in Kellen Moore. Do but you think that was more of a play calling thing than actually offensive that was actually embedded in the system? Um, I don't. Because when the chips were down and it seemed like he would step in, I, so so they go on the, the losing streak, right? They lose to the Bills. Uh, they have to figure out how they're going to turn the ship around. The uh, the offensive decision there was to go away from Kellen Moore trying to do something that was more uh, progressive, uh, run-pass option-based, to power running football, run the ball all the time. Not in an effective way like the Titan, Tennessee Titans did, but in a old school football kind of way that Jerry Jones and he would have remembered from a long time ago that worked in football when you actually ran the ball 60 times a game. Uh, and then you could make a, you know, hall of famer out of a guy like Troy Aikman. Um, it, it, it I, and if that decision came from the head coach and that's the direction we were going to go, the the response to what the issue was offensively didn't satisfy what needed to happen for them to be competitive with one of the best offensive lines in the league, with one of the best running backs in the league, and a right. and a, a quarterback that could get it done. Right. right. So 
I don't understand if he can come into a Giants role with a team that is star-studded and think like a progressive. They, that team is ready to run run-pass option or a traditional blend because Danny Dimes can get the ball out there to where it needs to be. They have Slayton. They have Sterling Shepard. They have the two tight ends and Ellison and Evan Ingram. They have the running back. The quarterback can, can distribute. I feel like they could run something similar to what the uh, the Niners run because of their personnel. Is Jason Garrett able to coordinate something like that? Mm-hmm. The guy who probably could is Freddie Kitchens, who you're hiding as the tight ends coach, who's probably going to make Garrett look good because he's going to be running things that make that entire offense go. Are you thinking that Freddie Kitchens will help out with the offensive play calling at all this season? I, if he does, they'll look a lot better because when he was play calling for the Browns, he didn't look bad at all. He just couldn't handle the whole entire job, right? Yeah, so, he wasn't ready to be a head coach at all. And no, I think, not at I all. Think this proves it. You know, he went from a head coach down to a tight ends coach. I, that's, I feel like that's nepotism hiding him because he just looked bad for a year. He can't go somewhere where he's the spotlight is on him, and if he looks bad again, the spotlight will come back. This is just this is how the NFL does for their guys. They hide these guys on staffs. They give them. Joe Philbin had went from being the head coach of the um what's it called the dolphins? Uh, the dolphins to bombing out there to then i believe he went back to be the oc uh, or the quarterbacks coach with the packers where he'd originally come from and was allowed to like kind of get his c- career back on track when you look at a guy like vance joseph had one year with a terrible quarterback situation because his gm is is giving him nothing to work with a defense that was top ranked and he lost his job after a year Mm-hmm. What what was he supposed to do there that was going to be night and day to how bad it was the year before? Right, right. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, I think they're just it's it's the league keeping these guys on short leashes, which on which is on which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and also some other Giants news: e quarter, longtime quarterback uh, Eli Manning announced his retirement. Um, a lot of people are weighing in on whether or not he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you some quick stats on here on Eli Manning, which has probably been circulating throughout this uh, these past couple weeks. Yeah. Just on Eli alone, he has a career 500 record of 117 and 117. He has a career completion percentage of only 60 percent. He was never a top five quarterback in the league at any point in time in his career. Now, granted, I know he's got two Super Bowl rings, two Super Bowl MVPs. Um. But when you think of Eli Manning, you don't think of elite, elite talent. You don't think of him amongst the Aaron Rodgers, amongst the Tom Brady's, amongst the Drew Brees guys, okay? Yeah. Even amongst the, even heck, even amongst the Ben Roethlisberger when healthy, things like yeah. that. His contemporaries, you know? yeah. Yeah, you know? Um, but however, just the fact that I think alone, based on the fact that he has two rings, beating quite arguably two, one, one of the greatest football teams of all time, and that I think was the 07 against the Patriots when they were undefeated, and another one against a few years later against the same Pats team. Yeah. I, do I think he will get into the Hall of Fame? Yes. Do I think he deserves to get in the Hall of Fame? I'm still on the fence about that. You know, um, just just looking at his numbers, they are not staggering, staggering numbers. This is a guy who missed the playoffs seven out of the last nine seasons. You know, you know, I, I just there's no overwhelming stat that shows me he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Now, granted, he's got he's he's 
he's got that Ironman mentality. He played what, how many games in a row was on pace to break records until they sat him 250 or something like that. Yeah. until they sat him back in 2017 was Ben McAdoo sat him in 17, which was actually the right decision. If we look back at at Peyton's career, they could have had a better quarterback and then, you know, done something to have a good young quarterback with Saquon Barkley, as opposed to Saquon Barkley and miss out on Sam Darnold. But that's, I'll let you, I'm sorry to cut you off. Keep going. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. I'm just saying, but it's just, the numbers really don't stand out, you know. Um, even even a QB rating of 84 over his career, okay, not 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 terrible, but not top tier, you know. Uh, I just don't see, you know, 366 touchdowns, 244 interceptions, you know. It's not really the percentage that you're looking for there. So to me, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm very much on the fence whether I think he deserves to be in the hall. Will he get in? I think they will actually eventually vote. I don't think he's a. I don't think he'll get in first ballot, but I think he eventually will get in. If purists of the NFL don't re- stop doing this great American sport of forgetfulness, um, you know, letting things go by the wayside, letting people tell the story incorrectly all the time, Eli Manning will be in the NFL Hall of Fame. He will. But if you tell the story the right way and talk about all the pieces around him and talk about his performances across all the games, not just in one or two big games that he got to, whether it be because he had one of the most terrifying front fours around him at two stud running backs, two great wide receivers at all times, a good offensive line. Eli was set up to win, especially when his daddy got up there and said, my son is not playing for the Chargers. Okay, Um, I I just if you tell the story for all of the data points, everything, there's no reason for that man to be in the NFL Hall of Fame. I don't care if he won two Super Bowls. Um, It just you couldn't if you watched Eli game to game, week to week, it was bad. It was bad. He's getting bailed out a lot. But people may not remember that. Specifically by that defense in one of those Super Bowls, that defensive line, OCU Minuro, yes. Michael Strahan, you know. Pierre, Jason Pierre-Paul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just dogs, dogs, and a good, uh, decent uh, set of linebackers there as well. Um, I, it's, it's hard for me. It's hard. You wrote out the stats. You wrote out the stats. And then watching his brother, uh, uh, Peyton, excuse me, uh, baby fetus head, uh, came out and, you know, <laughs> got, went to bat for his brother. And the things he was like, he was an Iron Man. He was tough. He was always there. He answered the bell. These sound like the most good old boy. Oh, he shucks. Let him in there. Uh, <laughs> nonsense that I've ever heard from these Louisiana, Louisiana swamp rats. Yeah. Uh, that that I just stop it. Stop it. it the, the both of them. The both of them. Like, and I will go at Peyton Manning for his career record in the postseason. Uh, for he he couldn't score a touchdown against the Ravens. And I can give you a whole litany of nobody quarterbacks that th- scored a touchdown against the Ravens that he needed five field goals from Adam Vinatieri to move on in the playoffs. Ryan, it's a team game. Peyton, go out there and be automatic. Oh, you can't do it against Ray Lewis and, and Ed Reed. Tom Brady had to do it at least twice a year, three times sometimes if he wanted to go and represent the AFC. So fool, what you talking about? Yes. Uh, it, it just, I'm, I'm sorry. Eli Manning is not a Hall of Fame quarterback, right? So do, do, yeah. do you think that the league is making it too easy for guys to get into the Hall? 
I think the league is making it too easy for everyone to look like studs. I think the league is making it too easy for quarterbacks to come out and look like they might be worth something when they're not worth snot. I think the league is making it too easy for some wide receivers to come out here and catch 80, 90 balls in a season, but it's because they're not taking hits across the middle, or Mm. really you can't even touch them coming across the middle. Look at the stats and scores happening in college football. These kids are good. Are they 700 yards and seven touchdowns in a game good? I don't know. But I I just – I think the league has changed. You know, we talked about Kobe earlier. Kobe was willing to say there and say that some people were soft. Some people are soft. Some people are snowflakes now because the game has changed. Mm. I don't don't sit there and be like, this X player who wasn't even really one of the best at the college level is out here doing better at his position than Tom Brady and Eli – or not Eli Manning and uh, Peyton Manning and Drew Brees did. And it's just like it's his third or fourth year. Are you telling me that when he, when the chips come down, he's going to be better than such and such? I don't know if anybody ever said that Kobe was going to be better than Jordan when Kobe started. Did he get up there? Yes. But there's something to be said about what people go through. We, we got kids that are going to grow up and never have to prove that they have the responsibility to drive. They could just call a lift. They don't ever have to like get a little bit of information and show them the way. They can just find a YouTube video and learn how to do something in five seconds. Um, some the the earn it mentality is not out there. So you know we have to accommodate them. We need to be careful of the trigger words. We need to be you know and out there saying that none of that stuff exists. It exists. It is real. But we have to take that into account that people were people were just tougher, right? You watch football from back in the day. Yeah. People were just tougher yeah. and they weren't well, getting paid tons of money. Well said, my friend. You know what? I'm going to give you a round of applause for that. Well, that was absolutely well said, my friend. You know, it's just it's just it's a different game. It's a different mentality. Um, like I said, I don't th- I think he will get in, but I don't know if he deserves it. Mm-hmm. Moving along. Um, I know we got the Super Bowl coming up uh, this week, this weekend. Um but uh, let's t- quickly touch on the conference championship games. I don't think we had a chance to do that as of yet. Chiefs, of course, as you know, beat the Titans 35-24. The Niners rolled over the Packers 37-20. to Man, you know, I, I was quite kind of disappointed in the Packers. I got I to gotta say, dude, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was efficient going 31-39, of but really just not lighting it up as I thought he would. I know. Don't get me wrong. That Niners, that Niners front line is Ooh. legit. <laughs> <laughs> Those are ghosts. Those are juggernauts. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo only threw the ball eight times and he still won the game in dominating fashion, it's just remarkable to me that you no know, running the ball still does work in in today's in today's league. I'm gonna stop you for a second, Sherman. Rewind. As opposed to saying Jimmy Garoppolo, say Ryan Tannehill. Does your feeling change about the outcome of the game based on the way they won? Hmm. So you're saying if Ryan Tannehill does the same thing, does it? No, I mean it's the same. No, dude. Because that's how they won. They ran the ball 30 times, and Ryan Tannehill threw it eight or nine times, and they pummeled the Ravens. Right? They pummeled the Patriots. Right? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, if what whatever works, works, right? Yeah. Yep. Don't don't like what do they say? Don't don't change it if it ain't broke. Don't fix right. it if it ain't broke. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I mean, I, I oh yeah, you're right, Obed. But it's just I'm just surprised by it. You know, this team where they have a you know this future this future franchise QB and Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. whereas people weren't looking at Ryan Tannehill as that guy until this yeah. season. You know, 
example. When yeah. it was Marcus Mariota, right now, Tannehill came in. He kind of developed. They went on a little bit of a winning streak. They were yeah. running the ball with Derrick Henry very well. Yes. Yeah. But you weren't going into this game thinking Raheem Mostert was going to get over 200 yards and four touchdowns. I don't think anyone was looking at that. You know what I mean? They were looking yeah. at when Tevin Coleman went down with the shoulder injury, they thought, I think everyone, and even in this stadium, thought Jimmy G is going to need to light it up now, right? And, you know, Emmanuel Sanders had zero catches, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, George Kittle won one, one grab. One of possible, arguably one of the best tight ends in the league. Yeah. You know? I think he's I think he's the best in the league right now. I'm just going to throw do. that out there. Yeah, I do. I do. Over Travis Kelsey? Absolutely. Which we'll talk about here in a second with the Chiefs. But, okay, George Kittle, number one. All right. Yeah. You know, like I said, I just kind of shocked by the game. Um, I think I did pick the Packers to win that. But, um, hey, kudos to the Niners for getting it done. But, even, but you know, uh, I think the Packers, will. they still have some talent, of course. As long as they got Aaron Rodgers, they always have a shot. I'm yeah. sure you agree with oh. me there. Absolutely. You can't. He's Aaron Rodgers and everybody says he's a bad man. But I tell you what, he's no Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> oh. His his team has been getting run over all year and they didn't find a way to game ball possession, control the game so that you at least gave the defense a chance to come out here and look porous like they always do. Uh, it's the Peyton Manning problem when you have not enough defense behind you. And it's funny for him to say, well, we have defense. Well, then maybe what were you doing on offense that didn't get it done? If if if. The first person at the game is gonna at the post game is gonna be hey we finally got a defense. Uh, I I'm gonna be the first one to tell you I think Aaron Rodgers is a diva quarterback. His numbers are, are are gonna look good. He's gonna do the things he likes to do. But is he going to do whatever it takes to make his team win? Throw to the guys who are going to give you your best chance in spots that they need. If if it's about making sure Devonte Adams just clears out and you throw to Lazar or you throw to MVS or you throw to, to Allison or you throw to uh, to Jimmy Graham, that's what you need to do to control the ball and win the game, and he refuses to do that stuff, so that's fine. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it'll change because now they have new coaching and new defense. Um, uh, my comment about uh, – I definitely thought the San Francisco 49ers were going to win because I had Mostert pegged as one of the better running backs in that, that, that uh, running back room because the Niners have four of them. They have Tevin Coleman. They have Matt Breda. They have Raheem Mostert. They also have Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson's a special teamer, but he would come out and score touchdowns. Uh, it is the Shanahan system, because we're old enough to talk about that this is his father's system on crack because of the way the NFL has depressed the values of running backs. I can mm-hmm. have four of those guys who are fantastic on the same roster, and we can just run all over people. The Patriots have shown us every year for the last 15, 20 years got you, oh, uh, that uh, – Right, if you right, run right. the ball late in the season, you got a better chance to win. Um, gotcha. It makes sense. Um, you know, it's just, hey, you run, you control the clock. You control the clock, which cool. is, you know, more than likely what happened with the Chiefs beating the Titans. They just, I, I, they tried to control the clock, but you know what? Pa- Patrick, Pat, I almost said Peyton Manning, another quarterback. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes got the S on his chest, and they came out and stunted on these guys. Yeah, man. I mean, what can else can you, what can Patrick Mahomes not do? I don't think there's anything he can't do. When in the in today's game, he just left-handed throws, finding guys on the run. You know, you, he scrambles, and he's got some young Russell Wilson to him. His ability to, to for the scramble play and to find that open guy, that's the only young Russell Wilson to him. He can move in the pocket, he can move out of the pocket, and he can make the throw on the run out of the pocket, which which really helps him helps his team because he's giving he's buying his receivers time to get open. And he can still make the play later on in the possession. So as most quarterbacks, you know, they have that internal clock when you get against four, five, six seconds. Ball's got to get out. But with Pat Mahomes, he doesn't necessarily 
have that mentality. Yo, got to get the ball out now. He can, he can, he can stay alive in the pocket, keep the play, keep the play going, and 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 make something happen later on in the drive. You know what? That's why yeah. he's such. He's so dynamic. That's why he, of course, he won MVP last year, as we all know. Um, I mean. This guy is the GM is already saying he is the greatest player he's ever seen. I mean, I, let's let's slow down there, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's slow down there, Chief. I don't I don't know about that. You, Michael Vick was almost doing the same things, but he had to do them at two different times in his career because he was just not throwing that well. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael and, Vick's problem was he was his accuracy. Yeah. Michael Vick had tremendous. He had arm strength. He had talent. He had speed. He had athleticism. His yeah. his problem was his accuracy above all. Before he got into other 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 difficulties, in uh, life. Other problems, we, yeah, right, we won't right. we won't go there right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, he's got the eight yard touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill uh, in the first. He had two touchdown passes, one to uh, uh, excuse me, a touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill again, and then he had a twenty seven yard run that was amazing. Um, you know, and then he a uh, sixty yard bomb to Sammy Watkins. It's it's. He's he's out there doing whatever it takes to put his team in a position to win and being successful with whatever they ask him to do, whatever they throw at him. I mean, the sky's the limit for the kid, uh, but he does not have the best tight end in the league. That's that's uh, reserved for George Kittle um, because George Kittle blocks better than Travis Kelsey. And when when you start the George Kittle show, you're doing way more work on somebody than Travis Kelsey show. I think. Now this is a very good argument to have. We can we can we can go into it in another show, but looking at Kelsey, he I feel that he is a better. His hands are better. He might even be a better route runner. He 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 knows how to get into open space very easily. Yes. Um. Now George Kittle, he's he's big. He's strong. You know that 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 um that play he had against the Saints earlier in the season where he ran was running to two or three guys. Quite, yeah. Phenomenal, obviously, yeah. as we all know. But I mean, like I said, we'll, we can get into this in, a, in another show. But man, best tight end—it's—it's it's arguable. I will say, I think it's arguable. But yeah. But moving on, let's get into, of course, the big game that's going to be happening this weekend: Niners at Chiefs, um, down in Miami for it all. This is going to be top offense, elite defense. It's one of those things we haven't seen in quite a while since what um, Raiders and Bucks back in 0-2, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. And we know defense won that one with the Bucks coming out on top, dominating the Raiders. Um, you know, but in this one, Obed, I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it's gonna be a pretty high score, higher scoring than people think. I'm gonna say 38 to 28 Chiefs. Okay. 38 yeah, 28 Chiefs. I do. I was thinking it was going to be somebody was going to hit the 40-point scale. Uh, and America, I'm going to disagree. I believe the reason that the uh, the Bucks won the Super Bowl against the Raiders is because their head coach was on the other side of the sideline. And you can watch the America's game. John Lynch will tell you that they knew every single play. Now, why mm. they gave up so many points, I don't know. But they <laughs> knew every single play because they were running the same exact thing. Um, uh, and in regards to the Super Bowl, I think it's going to be I think the I think the Niners could come out here and score 40 points on the Chiefs. And then I do I do believe that the Chiefs will score at least 24 if not 27 points, but I got the I got the Chiefs I got the uh Niners winning by at least 13. I okay. don't I don't see the defense of the Chiefs being able to keep up with everything that they're going to want to do cuz the Niners have uh What's his What's his name? Tevin McColeman played or uh, has been practicing, so he's coming back he from is. a dislocated shoulder. Yes. Okay. So they've got a full staff there, 
if the Niners can't run the ball, they'll start the George Kittle show. And their team has not shown us that they can stop the George Kittle show. If you can shut down Tyreek Hill, play good defensive on him, defense on him with uh, Richard Sherman in front of him and then a safety over the top, you really only have to worry about Miko Harmon, Sammy Watkins, and then Travis Kelsey. So you're obviously giving Travis Kelsey that work with your tight ends under, with your linebackers underneath. They get Mark Walton. Mark Walton, is, I believe, is a linebacker that plays for the Niners. He's real good. Um, if if the Chiefs win this Super Bowl, it's because Sammy Watkins had a Super Bowl MVP performance because he's the X factor. You think so? I was going to say, you know, my pick to probably win the Super Bowl MVP, if it's not Pat, Pat Mahomes, it's going to be either, I was going to say, either Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. I think one of them is going to get the get the ball more. Is just going to going to get get the touches that they need to really come out on top. Um, and this is all based on the Niners not being able to get to Patrick Mahomes. You know, obviously we know with Bosa and those guys, they're yeah. elite. If the, the Chiefs' offensive line has to be ready to protect Mahomes at all costs, this yes. is not a game where you can let it, let him get six, five or six sacks. You know, because those even as, even if you get five or six sacks. It's gonna hurt. <laughs> it is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's not gonna be feeling pretty, pretty, uh, pretty dandy afterwards. I'll say that to say the least. You know. But even you know, pressuring the QB, the league is back to get. The, I feel like the Niners. They need. They're gonna get back to that old school mentality, getting pressure on the QB, putting that hurt on them. If they do that, it will change the outcome of this game. But if if, if Pat Holmes can stay upright, he will have a field day, going for at least 350 yards. I'd say. So, yeah. like I said. More you than likely, the Saints game. You think about the Saints game that the Niners played. They gave up a lot of big plays to Drew Brees and that company. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, because Drew Brees was staying on his feet. He was staying in the pocket. He was hitting guys left and right. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So, I mean, like I said, I'm thinking the Chiefs quickly. I wanted to get the, as a, from a Kansas City outcome, Kansas City standpoint. Who, who th- th- this game? Is it more important for Andy Reid to win this, or is it more important for? Patrick Mahomes to win this as far as overall career wise. I don't think Patrick, this is the the first and only Super Bowl that we'll see Patrick Mahomes playing. Uh, I anticipate him getting to the playoffs, uh, excuse me, Super Bowl, excuse me, Super Bowl that he's played. And I anticipate him going to the Super Bowl on multiple occasions with the way he plays and the, the look of the AFC in the next coming years once Tom retires. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, uh, it's probably more important to Andy Reid, right? Just could never could never be the guy who made it in the biggest game, right? You went mm-hmm. to three NFC Championship games in a row and only went to one Super Bowl that you lost to the Patriots. Right. Um, you were in the AFC Championship game before and lost to the Patriots. Uh, you last know, year, right? Last year. And, you know, there's got to be a chance there of questionable play calling in tough spots. He's he, he if Of anyone who has to have their best game of their career, it's Andy Reid. I don't think that Patrick Mahomes will have to have the best game of his career in order to give his team the best shot to win with the talent around him. But if Andy Reid doesn't call this right for all the times he's been in this big moment, it's it's going to be a travesty. Mm-hmm. And quickly, for the from a Niners standpoint, more important for Kyle Shanahan or Jimmy Jimmy G to prove his worth and prove that he's worth that all that money they gave him. I mean, uh, I, honestly, this will this. This is going to sound real sad, but these guys, those, those, they're the fresh young guys who have just kind of been set up to be successful, right? Like the NFL didn't get in the way of them signing John Lynch, you know, and making him GM. Some people thought it was a bad move. Nobody got in the way of this kid having the opportunity to go from the, the Redskins coaching staff to now being a, a, one of the youngest head coaches. Um, no, they didn't. None of their moves were as detailed or, or dissected as the Browns moves have been as of late. Right. So they just kind of just were left alone to do what they want to do. Um, 
I don't know if this adds anything to their resume. Kyle Shanahan is walking around with his father's playbook. Like, yes, he's <laughs> adapted it and made it work in other teams, but he's just like, continuing what his father did, winning Super Bowls with this playbook. Right. Like, and I don't know if this is if I should say, hey, did did Shanahan get this from from Bill Walsh? I don't know if Shanahan was on the Bill Walsh uh, uh, staff, but this is some real West Coast offense kind of stuff they run here. Um, Maybe the money. Yes. Maybe from the money standpoint, I will agree with you. Maybe there. That's that's right. I feel like, okay, he has to prove that he's worth that money because he's only played one full season in how many years now. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's only what. In, a, in the two games he's had in the playoffs so far, he's thrown for 200, what, three or 208 yards. Yeah. Patching Mahomes over doing 200 yards in one quarter last yeah. week. Absolutely. So, hey, you it's, know. it's about the defenses you play and how you want to attack them. Yeah. You know? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think that is going to do it for us this week, Obed. Uh, another fantastic episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Um, I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. Um, any plans for the game, actually? Where you'll be enjoying it? Are you going to be at home? Are you going to be any, any uh, parties you'll be attending? I'm going to do what first half of the party at one place and the second half of the party at another place so that I can okay. get some rest and wake up early in the morning for work. So, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a... I'm not, I don't have a dog in the hunt for this right so. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, neither do I. You know, myself probably just, just kick, kick it at the crib. I mean, maybe go out for a little bit someplace. Maybe just, like I said, stay home. But I am perfectly comfortable staying home, watching my big screen TV with the DVR. So that way, if I want to get up, go to the bathroom, I can pause it. I don't got to miss nothing. Mm-hmm. I can go get a snack if I want to. Um, I think it's kind of overhyped to have a big Super Bowl party and do all that. It's almost like New Year's, so it's kind of like overhyped. You don't need to do all that extra nonsense as much as you used to back in the day, you know? Fact, fact. And to the next day, it's a work night, bro. So work, right? I got to be on top of it. I, I got things to do today. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's funny as we get older I, how I think about, okay, well, what does my work think when I call out after a Patriots big game or a big night, you know, or there's a soccer <laughs> game on it? With the, it's just like it's, it's just you can't even act like you don't recognize that your sick day is you hungry over yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly yep in fact thanks well folks that's going to do it for us here on what's the word entertainment um don't forget to check us out on soundcloud.com slash what's the word entertainment or on twitter at the w-w-e-n-t for obed i am sherm we will catch you guys next time peace later